Hello and welcome back to episode 12 of Get the PHT podcast with me, Sammy. Me, Hannah. And me, Tom. And uh, this is kind of the revamp of the podcast, I suppose, because uh, with lockdown and COVID-19 taking over the world and the pandemic, we uh, haven't been able to get into the studio and record for, uh, we worked out about seven and a half months now. But uh, mm-hmm. thanks to some support uh, from Cardiff Met, in particular, the research and innovation services team at Cardiff Met. Uh, we now have, have some fancy setup and uh, have the ability to record some high quality audio. So we're bringing the podcast back. We're back, guys, for episode 12. Okay, so we have lots of fun episodes planned for you guys this time around. We're going to do another episode on well-being and also positivity. With the current circumstances, we thought these would be quite important. We're also going to look at building networks and communities whilst doing your PhD. Also, this time around, we're going to have some special guests on to talk about their specialisms, hopefully providing a new element to the podcast. And also, this time around, we want more interaction from you guys. So feel free to tweet us at getthepht. And also, you can email us at getthepht at hotmail.com. That's getthepht at hotmail.com. So this is normally where I would ask Hannah and Tom uh, how their week has been. But I suppose with the podcast not being recorded for so long, it's how has their last seven and a half months been? I mean, it's not going to be good, is it? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be the most enjoyable or happy or fun. Uh, how have you been? How has your pandemic been more like? Yeah, I think everyone's been struggling a little bit. But, uh... I think for everyone's been like a struggle. It's just finding them little bits of like activities where they keep you going, isn't it? Well, that's why, like Hannah said just now, we're going to revisit well-being and positivity, especially because I feel like we need... We really need some positivity at the moment in terms of... I could really use some. Picking out all the good bits and all the, the little things. And what I've been finding quite hard is I, I I quite like being at home and not doing much. But when you're actually forced to, you kind of think, well, no, I don't want to be here now. And yeah, <laughs> you, you, you kind of... It's just a different situation. Even though it's similar, it's just you, you're actually confined to, to the house then. Life makes me so tired now. Like literally leaving the house for an hour makes me feel like I could go to sleep straight away as soon as I get in. So it's definitely adapting and changing. Um, but I do have one bit of good news, guys. One one piece of good news for the whole pandemic. Yes, yeah, very good news. You guys already know it, but I'm going to say news. it on the podcast anyway. Um, I passed my MPhil to PhD transfer, so I can stay annoying you guys for another three years. Oh, wow! Nice thrilling news, isn't it? ecstatic news. <laughs> Don't you too? You know, after seven and a half rough months, <laughs> Hannah Lewis sticking around for another two years. <laughs> what could be better? I suppose That's that might it. be a that might be a nice little thing to do in in this section. Is is what is the highlight of the last seven and a half months for each of us? since we've been okay. uh, since we last recorded the podcast so I suppose yours is your transfer Hannah. yeah and for anyone who doesn't know what that is because I feel like it's quite a niche thing um I don't even know if it's a thing across all UK universities but certainly not outside of the UK I don't think it's a thing but basically if you enroll on a PhD program without a master's qualification they often ask for you to go on to a MPhil to PhD transfer route which basically means that you do like a mini viva at the end of your first year to demonstrate how you're kind of working at PhD level and what you intend to do with your project so yeah just a bit of clarification there congratulations Hannah thanks we're very, guys. We're very very proud of you I hope it's... Quick, it's a pretty big thing isn't it like this has caused some stress to you 
yeah I mean it's literally like doing your Viva but just on a small scale like but before you've even done your project so it's a bit kind of of a weird situation because you're justifying stuff you haven't even done or haven't even tested out in practice yet so well it's, it's not set in stone is it things can still change no, no, and no. yeah things, things like that change. yeah so I mean it just doesn't say that it doesn't make sense because <laughs> no more changes well, the things no going on change. at the moment you, you never know but I just I don't know it if somebody said to me justify what you're doing explain what you're doing I wouldn't be able to because it just it could change quite easily and I wouldn't be able to justify every single thing or even some of the minor things in my project without thinking, well, it might change in a week, Like you just yeah. don't know. I think COVID makes that even more kind of uncertain. I was saying, you know, yeah. I'm going to do a follow-up potentially at this point, but you know, I don't know when I'm actually going to do it because of COVID. So I don't really know. <laughs> I suppose it's not the, it's probably not something that you thought about, but what would have actually happened if you would have, not passed your MPhil would you have had like a re-attempt or that's the question I think they either say you pass or they say come back in a few months and try again or they suggest that you go down the MPhil route so you submit what you've done so far yeah yeah and you'd qualify for MPhil but I think I see in a statistic that only one percent of PhD programs end up with an exit as an MPhil Um, because you guys could leave your project right now and just qualify um, submit what you've done so far and get an MPhil um, an MPhil is, a, is is that an equivalent to a master's? Masters of philosophy. philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. So we've already got them. So well, well not, not a philosophy. MPhil, but I suppose I could get that as well. Yeah. Do you know what I was thinking though? Uh, silver lining for me is that I haven't had to pay what ten grand to do a master's. I've just skipped it. So actually, jokes on you guys. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> I should have student finance for that. Yeah, I but feel, that's feel you paying it still. Well, Technically, no, we haven't paid a penny yet. Okay, you have a loan. <laughs> yeah, which we'd have to pay back until we're ballers. So, yeah. you know. Keywords, you still have to pay back at some point. Uh, it, it'll, get, it'll get written off. Let's not get into that. I, I've maybe, been to that. My maybe. family loads. They're saying, oh, how can you be in so much debt? And I'm like, oh, it's just a number. It doesn't actually mean anything. I logged into my student finance account the other day. It might just be a number, but it's a big number. Oh, yeah, it's a yeah. big number. Every now and then, I, I, I quite enjoy calculating how much I've built, <laughs> built up. It's, some, it's somewhere in the 60s, I think. My God. Oh, I think is mine's it? lower than that. Yeah, mine's quite high. Is that because you're English, Sammy? Because you didn't have Welsh support? Yeah, so yeah. mine's mine's literally nine grand a year, whereas Tom's would have oh. been like three-ish, wasn't it? Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah Tom so told if you're going to uni, is um, be Welsh, basically. Yeah. Or, or, or be Scottish. And yeah, go to a be, Scottish university. Be Welsh or Scottish. We like the help. We like giving tips. <laughs> I feel like English universities, well, English student finance don't support postgrad either, do they? They don't give postgraduate funding. They do, yeah. They, oh, started, they, do. they started doing it basically the year that I started my PhD. Um, oh, okay. That's yeah, good. both Welsh and in, uh, student finance, Wales and student finance England, both offered 25,000 across your programme. So that's good. Depends whether it's full time or part time, but. It basically covers tuition fees and you have a little bit of change in your pocket and that's it so okay how about you guys though we've got a bit bit of a chat here what about you guys how have you been been okay um thought you were gonna ask me what my highlight of the last seven and a half half months was that is, that's what i'm asking Go on. <laughs> i it's quite depressing i don't really know if i have much of a highlight to be honest um I can't really be the football coming back when it came back. 
I mean, it can be. Why not? No, no. Um, I... <laughs> you don't have to think of something academic. It's just whatever makes you happy. I, d- I don't really have a highlight, I suppose. It's football. I have, I have, I, this, is, this, yeah. this, is what, this is what I do in life to get through my PhD and get through things. I just take out the little mini victories and just the little things, I suppose. So Getting out of bed I, in the morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just surviving at the moment, I think, is, is a mini victory. Yeah. Tom, what about you? What's your, what's your highlight? I don't know. It's, it's not been like, one standout thing. It's not your, it's your me. Is of the list. <laughs> it's, be. it's me being here. It is. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, like since lockdown, I started like just texting, messaging like friends and stuff a lot more. Like that socialising sort of thing has gone way up. Like, yeah. Since the end, like before lockdown, I was staying in research hours to like ten o'clock at night some days. I just completely shut off from everything else. Mm-hmm. So I it's probably just getting back into talking to everyone. It's been a good laugh at points, like little online quizzes, you know. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of quizzes with, these sort of with family and stuff. Yeah, exactly. That sort of stuff has really lifted my mood, I think. Good. Guys, can I have a drum roll? Um, <laughs> Ready? We're bringing... How are you doing with expensive mics? We're bringing the jingle back for the first time in seven and a half months, so we needed a drum roll for it. Ready? Maybe insert sound effect for a drum roll here insert. if I can find one. <laughs> yeah. I'm really good at drumming. And here's the jingle. Okay, so as you can probably tell by the title of today's episode, uh, PhD in a Pandemic, we're going to be discussing all things. PhD in a pandemic. <laughs> so we're going to be discussing our experiences and things that have happened with our projects over the last few months. But also we reached out to you guys on Twitter and got some of your experiences, which we'll also be discussing. Okay, guys, so how has your research been going? Dare I ask the question? Um, I suppose in some elements it's not been going just because <laughs> I think at some point you reach a, a, a position where you you need people and at the moment people are hard to come by unless everything's online and uh i it started really well for me actually in terms of uh quite consistent supervision meetings with my supervisory team uh really good discussions progress being made in terms of identifying it like my methods and how i'm going to collect my data but at some point you figure all that out and you kind of go well now we need to like figure out how to do it, get ethics and actually do it. And at the moment I can't do that. So, I mean, I, I could because basically what we've decided with my research is that we're going to use video diaries to get teachers to reflect on their use of technology. Uh, but with, at the moment I feel like it's not really fair for me to say to a teacher, Hey, do you want to be involved in a piece of research where you're going to do maybe five to 10 video diaries on top of all your teaching and, navigating a pandemic and having school shut and close and open and so on so yeah kind of hit a wall at the moment but it was really really positive up until probably about august time when the summer holidays hit and things kind of quietened down a bit and then uh, it just hasn't picked back up just because it's not really appropriate to at the moment what about you tom i mean i think i had a very different experience to sammy but 
I mean, where is Andy going? I feel like I've been forced to make it keep going. Like, mm. we have a certain amount of work we have to get done, like, each week, don't we? I think that's probably the, the not the negative spin, but the fact that you have funding and that you have that kind of time frame on yours. Yeah, in a way, but it has caused, like, further stress as well. So, like, we had an email maybe a month or two ago talking about them um, extending our projects if we were on this funded programme. So it took probably a good week or so of work just trying to make sure this application was fully set up, replanning the whole project without knowing like when lockdown ends, when we can probably start getting back into schools, when interviews would be deemed suitable. Like pa- the amount piles of, of piles of paperwork basically. Exactly. There's been loads of paperwork through this. And then mm. adding on like plan B, plan C, plan D. I've lost track of the alphabet now. Just so many different plans we've had to go through. But it has like allowed me to catch up on reading and things. Like on my phone and on my notes, I've left loads of like to read lists going on, and just been slowly chipping away at that as much as I can. That's been like the one bit I can actually do in my house. I think that's good. Yeah, I think what you said with the application thing in terms of applying for an extension. I mean, I'm super grateful that we got the opportunity because I know not everyone will have that same opportunity yeah, yeah. to even apply for one. Um, but that was the first time I kind of reflected on the time scale of my project and how badly it had actually been affected. Like initially I was like, Oh, you know, it's probably a month or two pushback, but in, in reality, it's more like six months. Um, and especially because we still don't know what's happening. Uh, it could be even further. I think we're all kind of at a similar point in our projects where we've had to postpone data collection, but yeah. have also been able to kind of play catch up a little bit in the pandemic. So it hasn't been awful, but also hasn't been as productive as we'd um, have liked it to be. There's only so much reading I can do of literature and methods and and so on until I think, well, no, I I want to actually collect something now. Yeah, you get to a point, don't you, where it's just data collection is that's the point you're at and you need to do it and there's no kind of getting around it. Um, but hopefully See, soon. We were so close to data collection before lockdown. I think that's why, like, I know. <laughs> we were so close to just having that actual data in our hands and then it, it just went. It wasn't an ideal time for things to happen really no oh, definitely no i was on a high right before this happened i think <laughs> yeah but i feel like you know we've we've got to a point still like things are picking back up slightly and we've probably had some time to actually relax i know we haven't been able to go on holiday or whatever but you know in a phd you often don't switch off and it's kind of forced people to switch off a little bit or at least slow down I think it I think it depends on the person. Like I said, I quite like to not do too much and like I said on the like I said on the podcast before, I always like to leave work and PhD stuff in the office. I I know that's sometimes a privileged position to be in or sometimes you can't actually do it. But when I come home I like to just switch off from it. Whereas at the moment I am only at home. So I have Mm -hmm. to do it at home and it's it's not been so much of a challenge in terms of actually doing it. It's just finding the structure yeah like day by day i just don't have a routine of going into the office sitting down at my desk and doing something it's i if i have like an hour thing that i need to do i do it at some point but not at a normalish time to do it i suppose that's the same with me i think that structure of you know trying to get to the office by a certain time was really what kind of um was driving me um but can we talk about how it is better because you can work in pajamas all day. 
that and is. Then I went are you I, joking? I'm in pajamas. Tom, can't do it. I didn't. Tom. I didn't. I didn't put jeans on until uh, halfway through September. So, Tom, you are missing out. It is the silver lining of this whole thing? Is just staying in chill oh. clothes all day long. Now, pajamas I mean, just one step closer to bed, and I will go back to bed. Doesn't <laughs> matter what the time is, I will go back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There is that, but. Nothing better than being able to chill. I am on about fresh pajamas. I shower and put a new <laughs> pair of pajamas on every day. But <laughs> the same ones for seven and a half months. <laughs> <laughs> no one would know. That's the thing. That's part of the structure thing again. Because if I if I say I shower and get myself ready for the day and then put on pajamas again, I just feel like doing nothing because that's what I would do on a day where I have nothing to do, and it doesn't True. it doesn't it doesn't really produce productivity and motivation in my eyes anyway Mm -hmm. it's the the whole cozy office thing of like i've heard some people like doing things from from their bed and things like that and i'm just i could not do that i just wouldn't no wouldn't be in the right frame of mind to do anything productive sorry if anyone's um fed up of hearing about the pandemic i definitely am but you know this is just really important yeah. to cover it's it's our lives <laughs> yeah also just to kind of not get out the way but discuss how it's impacted us so far and then hopefully not there won't be too much talk of the pandemic in future episodes yeah. just because we'd, we'd rather <laughs> use this as a, ra- we'd rather yeah. use this as an escape from the current circumstances rather than constantly going on about them I mean, this is going to be a part of all of our writing now. Like a good chunk of all of our thesis is going to be about the pandemic and how it's impacted the study. Yeah, like, well, I mean... I've already got a couple of thousand words on it, like, ready to go. Like, yeah. It just keeps adding more and more. Well, with mine being technology and teaching, obviously loads of teachers have been forced to, whether they like it or not, really, to, to use technology and use online learning. So that's going to have impacted them at some point. So we, we've been discussing building in questions into my research for the video diaries and reflections for them to actually discuss how COVID and the pandemic impacted their use of technology. And the research project I'm on, Shout for HE, that we're also building it into that as well, just because it's, it's just there. Like, you can't ignore it. It's had such a big impact. Yeah, I think as well, kind of COVID provides a once- I don't want to say opportunity, but kind of a, re- a unique research experience is what I'm getting at um, in terms of, you know, this doesn't happen. It probably will only happen something like this, hopefully once in a lifetime. Um, but yeah, it provides something really interesting to build into these existing research projects and also new projects. So that's another silver lining. Looking for the positives here, guys. <laughs> that's something that I'm I'm actually really interested in is kind of, I suppose to maybe think a bit more positively is what comes after the covid hope hopefully when we move past this and things go back to normal what is normal going to be is is are people going to think oh well i saved so much time in my day not traveling to the office and that people work from home much more or is it going to be that things go back to normal because people don't want to kind of remember this stage of 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 life and yeah. how things worked at the moment because i think people will have negative associations with working from home and doing things like we are at the moment just because of the stress and kind of the negativity that was around everything at the moment people haven't done this through choice basically it's, yeah. it's been forced upon us 
I thought that initially, like after kind of the first few months, I thought, you know, people are going to really make changes after they've had their life um, <laughs> purposely changed. You know, they're going to take these things on board, not do nine to five in the office, etc. But I think as it's kind of been pushed on and on and on, uh, people are just dying for that sense of normality back. So I think people will just jump back into it, you know, as soon as we can. And I think it will be a kind of gradual process to get back into it. I hope not, but... I think because it's lasted so long, people long for that sense of um, normality. I keep thinking of it as if you gave someone the opportunity to, it might sound a bit stupid, but if you gave someone the opportunity to click their fingers and go back a year and things be back to normal and this never happened, I think almost everyone would. And obviously that's understandable. You, you want to avoid a pandemic, but I think people would almost want to go back to normal just completely in terms of, they wouldn't appreciate maybe the new skills they've learned or the new time that they have or things like that. They, they, they just wouldn't think about that. They would just immediately think, well, no, I want to go back to how things were because they had a sense of control, I suppose, and they weren't forced to do things. I think for yeah. people who have got like big life, like milestones coming up this year, they're going to be like really impacted even more than we think at the moment though. Like in the future, the year 2020, anyone in education is going to have an asterisk next to it. Like people who finish their A levels, GCSEs, uni yeah. degrees, even like starting to think about like my own PhD, they're always going to think you've had that extra time off to get some extra work in for, or you've had like you know the predicted grades for the GCSEs and stuff. Like it's always going to have that little asterisk next to it, just saying like this wasn't a normal year. Whether that works for or against you, and like employment opportunities, say I don't know. But I think it's going to be massive and go on for like years to come at this point. So as Hannah said at the start, we wanted to try and get more interaction from people off Twitter and emails, for example. So um, we didn't want to just talk about our own experiences. So obviously loads of people around in the same sort of situations. So um, our very own Sammy Chapman put a little tweet out asking for some responses. Yeah. And here's a few we got. Put out a few, uh, I put out a tweet on our Twitter page, as Anna mentioned earlier before, at GetThePHT. Uh, thank you to Academic Chatter for sharing it. Obviously, I generate some really good responses. It's a really good community of uh, PhD students and academics yeah. on Twitter. Uh, everyone kind of sharing their, their own issues, their own experiences, questions that they have for people in the community, advice that they need. Uh, so they shared it for us. And we, we, got, uh, we got some good responses, considering it was the first time that we kind of we wanted to put this into the podcast. Uh, we had some positives, some negatives. So it's nice to have a little bit of a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to go through... Uh, one by one and we can just kind of discuss them and and uh, things like that rather than picking out and choosing certain ones uh, so Christine C. Ferguson uh, says that they were about to start an in-person study of older adults it will be delayed for the foreseeable future uh, it's understandable given that they are a vulnerable population but it's still disappointing they had to completely change their dissertation topic as a result so, oh. I feel that I think mine came close to that when the schools mm-hmm. and everything's shut, that was meant to be the time I was getting interviews and things done. So if they've just lost participants like that, they literally cannot access their participants. Yeah. You just feel like there's nothing you can do. So I, I do really feel that one. It's- yeah. All the participants as well, they're going to be, you know, kind of hard to access for the foreseeable, really. So I completely understand Um her point. And hopefully she likes a new dissertation topic. Hopefully she's managed to find something something else you kind of you make these plan b's and these plan c's and these plan d's and so on like i i got my uh 
my research degree proposal through right at the start of the pandemic and they steve cooper actually said on it like what's your plan b and i feel like they wouldn't have asked that without everything that's going on at the moment they kind of suddenly thought well actually what if this happens again or what if things get worse again in a year's time and you have to suddenly replan and it's kind of you build all these these plans just in case at the moment but nobody actually wants to do them nobody wants to go to their plan c and change their, their topic completely or change their their method of data collection and things like that it, I would love to know how many people were able to keep their plan A's through all of this. Like how many people were able to just keep going? At the so moment the I have, but only because I can kind of hit the pause button and just go, well, I'm part-time, I'm self-funded. So yeah, well, so. funded through self student finance. So let's just take a breather and hope that things go back to some kind of normality. But I suppose the impact that that's had is that we had penciled in March, 2022 as my like submission date. I think that's probably gone back six months or so now. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's, uh, I suppose that's, that's probably one of the most negative uh, kind of experiences you can have at this is completely changing something and literally just not having the time or the resources to, to cope with it. Yeah, it's got to be one of the worst case scenarios. But as you say, you know, sometimes plan B might work out and it might be better than plan A. You never know. Like, Hopefully. So also we had a response from Lucia who said that she's continuously reassessing whether her work is of any relevance as the world is rapidly changing day by day and also absolute exhaustion. I feel the absolute exhaustion. Mm. Yeah, I also feel the relevance thing, you know, it does kind of bring into um, perspective the things that are really important at the moment. Um, there's been loads of different discussions over the pandemic of really important issues and it does kind of make you think like, it was what I'm doing, contributing and helping to the world. It's, it's like we were saying about research beforehand, taking COVID into, into account in your research and has it had an impact on the thing that you're researching? Do you need to look at it and the impact that it's had or how it's changed things over the last six, seven months? Or is it almost hit the pause button, hope that things go back to normal and then hope that you can continue without acknowledging it, which I don't think anyone can do really. I think if you're trying to avoid COVID and the pandemic completely, you're you're kind of going about it the wrong way because it, you shouldn't ignore the fact that this has happened. It's happened, mm -hmm. so now you just have to deal with it, unfortunately. Yeah, it provides an interesting discussion. You know, as we said, it's a unique thing. Um, so including it and thinking about it definitely provides something unique and interesting. Okay, so another comment we have is from Monica. She said that fortunately data collection was completed before the pandemic, but writing has been a burden. It seems pointless now given everything that's happening. My standards lowered, I just want to get it done. Also, um, Burgor said a similar thing, um, although her data collection stopped halfway and she started again, um, she did have to revise her thesis and had no motivation. So similar kind of thing there of writing a motivation. It is difficult, isn't it? Like when it started, I thought, all right, this is going to be good now. We have loads of time to get our writing done. We have loads done after a couple of weeks or so. Then we'll just be back in research house. I managed to do a little bit of writing, but after that, like then comment just said, the motivation is gone. I just can't. Writing at this time is just so difficult. Yeah, like like I said, you reach a point where you just you you can only do so much reading and writing and kind of that kind of thing where you it's not like you're going to have a perfected chapter at the moment of your PhD done because things will change and you'll you'll make edits and revisions and 
it, it just almost I get the whole kind of almost seems not pointless but like almost like you're hitting your head against a brick wall and kind of doing the same thing again and again and you want to be able to kind of move on and I think one of the good things of a PhD if you can get into the routine of it is jumping between different things and having lots of little tasks rather than doing one big thing so if you, motion multitasking that's what that's called yes <laughs> if, you were, if you were if you were in the position now where you were just trying to write constantly I think it would just feel impossible or I would do like 20 minutes of it every day and it would take me ages because I just wouldn't be able to sit down and have the motivation to think I'm going to write for three hours I never do but especially now I just really wouldn't be able to I think the other thing is environment as well I was always taught growing up that there's like a psychology behind working in your bed or eating in your bed that you've got to put your activities in the places they should be to be uh, the most productive and I feel like with this working from home situation the environment just is not the same as an office um i work within my bedroom so i feel like it's definitely yeah, a lower same. a lower level of motivation than an office um so i think probably for a lot of people that same working from home environment not being as kind of productive and as different from just being at home relaxing uh, kind of i suppose it... that's that's one of the the kind of everyone's in a different situation kind of thing whereas in academia you might have people who are lecturers and have an office at their house and so on you have some people like myself who's in kind of a studio flat where you've got to kind of find room somewhere to set up a mini office in your flat where you just you don't really have the space for it because you didn't think you would need it when you moved in like (laughs) I didn't suddenly plan to have an office within everything in my house at the moment but I've had to find the space and that's been something I've found quite difficult and kind of for quite a while I was just on my laptop on the sofa or something and was trying to work in that situation but just found that it just wasn't it wasn't productive and it wasn't helpful for me I had to have that kind of isolated seat almost in in my flat where I go and do work and it's almost like the ritual of going to the office you have I suppose it's yeah the psychology of having the the mindset of I'm sitting here and I'm doing work rather than being in bed and doing work and then going on to Netflix or something like that yeah I completely agree it's too easy to get back into bed um what about a more positive positive note yeah I don't blame everyone's negative I think we're all on the same page with the negative um experiences but hopefully there's some positive in there yeah hopefully we've got one one response that we had on twitter that was a positive uh note that we wanted to kind of finish this section on uh because it's nice to celebrate the successes at the moment and all the positive things that you can take out of it. Uh, So Dan Wallace uh, replied on Twitter and said that uh, they're doing an engineering PhD in uh, Southampton University. And they they say that they lucked out and that their lab work was all finished. And they they just started writing up at the start of March. Uh, So they brought their PC home uh, and having no conferences, science festivals, undergrad tutorials, kind of anything else to do with everything kind of being stopped with the pandemic, uh, they were able to just sit at home and write. So they passed the Vive and submitted corrections before the end of their funding. So I suppose wow. it's, it's really nice to yeah, see somebody do. who's, yeah, somebody who's actually been able to take the extra time that they have and use that to put that to good work and actually come out the other side of the, of the pandemic with their PhD and actually be done. <laughs> I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how that'll feel like, but it's really nice to know that some people are in that situation. 
Massive well done. I think you should have something extra on your certificate if you do a PhD in a pandemic. <laughs> Little smiley face sticker or something. <laughs> Thank you for your, uh, all, all the replies that we had on uh, on Twitter. Hopefully we'll get more over the coming weeks when we ask for them and put tweets out. Thank you also to Academic Chatter again for sharing it. Uh, like we said, a really good community and hopefully we can get some responses from people that haven't uh, listened to the podcast yet and we can... Uh, we can get some, some responses on some of the topics that we're going to be covering in the next few weeks. Okay, guys, so it's the best time of the podcast. It's the best point. Have you missed it? Because I have. <laughs> it's procrastination of the week, in inverted commas, because it's procrastination of the last seven and a half months. These should be good. I'm expecting big things from you guys. You've had ample amounts of time. It's one of those things where it's almost, have I been procrastinating or have I just not been doing anything? <laughs> it's not really, I've been doing things to distract myself. I've just been doing things and not really, I, I don't really know if you can call it procrastination, but yeah, I've got, I've got some, some things that I've been been spending a lot of time doing that I could have been doing uh, more productive things I was just gonna say can we remember this is a competition Sammy You've yeah, got I to have something. yeah I know I will have something 100% if I remember okay. correctly I was normally the one who had something and you two kind of scrambled around for something well I've got something this time so true Tom well you true. don't have that excuse anymore <laughs> I definitely do it's, it's been tough Okay, who's going to go? This is tense. You're going to go first, Hannah. <laughs> okay. I think mine's a bit rubbish because it always is, but at least I have one. That's the main main thing. So my procrastination of the last seven and a half months is building up my screen time gradually each week. So it's now... <laughs> <laughs> it's now I'm really on confused. The... I took that as almost like you're a parent with a child and like giving them the screen for longer and longer and... You want to see how much kind she's on of giving oh, so myself. Basically, you know, you've just been on your phone constantly. So yeah, so you know, iPhones give you like a screen time rundown thing. Um, and I've yeah, been I, gradually I, building it. I ignore the notification every Monday because I don't like looking at it. Yeah, it is a bit, uh, a little bit depressing. So for this week, I'm averaging five hours and 34 minutes, which Aren't I feel you? like... That's a good idea. Let's, let's, all, let's all look at... Let's, Tom, let's have a look as well. Oh, let's down. I think it's gone down. I don't think my phone does it. I got a rubbish phone in it. So your screen time for the last week, your daily average is what? It's five hours and 34 minutes. Mine is six hours and 13 minutes. Oh, damn. I don't feel like you can, uh, you know, if, if that's going to go in the Twitter damn. poll, I don't feel like you should win if, if we're, we're beating you at it, to be honest. But, you know, yeah, that mine's gone down 18% from the week before. So that means Coach the week... The week before was probably about eight hours a day. How do you see if it's gone down? Mine says I've down got no 18%. average. All I've got is today's one. Have you got yours tracking? Is it even tracking it? This is why you should have an iPhone. I want an iPhone. Oh, mm -hmm. if you click on it, it breaks down what you've been on. What's your most used app? Oh, God, I'm on social networking a lot. I'm on YouTube a lot. Mine is TikTok, an hour. Oh, TikTok, Jesus Christ. I, it's a pandemic must have. I, I haven't got it. I refuse to get it. 
You're missing out. No, I'm old. I'm too old for TikTok. <laughs> I had it for 10 minutes and it went. I knew oh, yeah. it was going to be Guys. Gone. I can't get into it. Um, I've got to add, though, with the increased screen time, kind of back to what Tom said initially uh, with connectivity with friends. I think, you know, you do a lot more of that on your phone now, obviously, restrictions. Um, so some of it is that. So I give myself a bit of credit. <laughs> it's not all bad. Some of it is good social networking. Um, but yeah, that's mine. Mine bounces anyway from two hours to six hours. It's not a good mean average. That's good. That's good. Um, that's that's decent amounts. I think at some point mine was around eight, nine hours average. Which isn't good. Average? Yeah. That's not good. Right. Right. <laughs> Have you, I'm slightly going off topic here, but it's something that I like to do sometimes. Have you ever gone onto your health app on your phone and tried to see what your lowest amount of steps was in the day? <laughs> no, no, it would be just, zero, wouldn't no. it? Well, no, 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 no. Like a day, zero steps like in a day. day where you're day I was be- ill, didn't get out of bed. But you've had so days day. where you don't get out of bed for the whole day. Well, if I was ill, maybe not. I don't know. Oh, I, I was just going to say that I, I managed to find a day, when I, last time I did this, which was quite a while ago, I managed to find a day where I only did eight steps, which I thought was quite <laughs> impressive. That's incredible. <laughs> that is good. I'll be honest, I haven't got a health app either. Oh, fine. <laughs> I only have mine for the steps, just so I can see what my steps are. Although recently, recently they've been really things. good. Huh? I got an app that can measure things, like how flat they are. Yeah, yeah a spirit level. Yeah. You have a spirit level. Right. So if you want to compare that. <laughs> Tom, tell me more about your procrastination and less about your rubbish phone. <laughs> <laughs> I had this set just now. Um, right. So basically, I'm just dragging out everything small that I can. <laughs> So this week, I had my new little diary delivered for the year. I thought, oh, let's check in the data about my calendar now so I don't forget. I think it took almost a full day just filling this out. Like, there's hardly anything in it. There's a couple of meetings every couple of weeks, but that's it. Like, any little bit of admin I'm doing is taking so long to do. When I get a new calendar, I put every single person I know, their birthdays in it, to take up some time. So have you done that yet? It's that sort of thing, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm writing from my to-do list into my little diary because I've got like a to-do list on the side. So now I've got two to-do lists. I'm not doing any things on them, but I'm writing them out like really well, really efficiently. Have you have you if you heard of this thing on your phone called um, the calendar? That's where I've I not that's, made enough that's, about my phone yet. That's where I put everything. I put everything on my phone. Yeah, save paper. An example, right? Twenty twenty. I had a car service due last month. Do you know where my phone reminded me of the car service? May. So in May, it popped up saying I had a service due next week. I went on the calendar and it was due in August. Doesn't like, happen on iPhone. No, yeah. like, this phone got a mind of its own. I know if I'm being hacked or if the government are into it, I don't know. But it ain't me. Don't blame a person. A man is only as good as his technology. You chose that technology. phone. You chose that phone. It was cheap. Well, there you go. That's the problem. So, just to clarify, your procrastination is filling in meetings in a diary. Yeah. Have I meant to word that? I don't yeah, exactly. any I, I sort don't of know. admin I can do. Perfect. I worded it perfect for you. That's so great. So your procrastination, 
Hannah's procrastination is looking at her phone. No, it's building my screen time up. Has it gone up or down? Uh, probably. I can't see. It doesn't probably. tell me. Yeah. Probably. Okay, okay. At Fake least news. I'm not going to be last place this Fake week. News. Right, Sammy. <laughs> I, have, I have two procrastinations of the week. Oh, right, this is cheating again. First week back. Well, no, but I, I just don't know which one to pick. I could pick either. Pick one. Save one. Oh. Okay, oh. I'll, 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 so my procrastination of the seven and a half months is uh, the, hit, <laughs> the, the hit game Among Us. <laughs> Oh, I like Among Us. That's I've, good. I've racked up about 140 hours or so on, on my Among Us at the moment. <laughs> How do you check that? Uh, on Steam. It, uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, see, on Steam it says... when you it's, it's, it's not very nice when you load up Steam to go onto the game. One of the first things it shows you is how many hours you've played so far of that game. Which, I mean, it, it doesn't really promote playing the game because it makes you think, well, I don't want to go on it now because I'm depressed that I've played 140 hours of it. But uh, yeah, Among Us, for people who don't know, Among Us is a game where you basically find out who, uh, who are the best liars and the best killers are in your friends, um, or random people that you play with. Um, yeah, and you have to try and kill people or you have to do tasks. I also quite like doing the tasks because it makes you feel busy. <laughs> makes you feel like you've been productive. Oh. Sit down and have a meal at the end of the day and go, oh, God, all those wires that I fixed today. Oh. Remember, guys, we do a poll on Twitter what the best procrastination of the week was. So this week, just to recap, we have... I'm going to get in... shafted by you, I know it. Hang on. Every week. <laughs> putting meetings into a calendar. Uh, playing among no, us. I <laughs> Or building screen time. So head over to get the PhD and vote for me. That's at get the P <laughs> at get the PhD, not get the PhD. I say T. You say D. T. Get the PhD. And yeah, we'll have a Twitter poll. We'll see who wins it. We'll revisit that next week. Um yeah. Start the scores again. Blank. Oh, oh, we're starting the scores again, are we? hundred percent. I can't Convenient. even remember. Convenient for one of the two people that were, I think you were in joint last place. I think I started I was to doing better than you. I was, right. I, was, I was definitely ahead. Okay, so we have a small announcement to make on behalf of Research and Innovation Services. This is specifically for Cardiff Met students. Um, if you're not from Cardiff Met, then feel free to switch off and we'll see you next week for an episode on wellbeing. Uh, look out for our tweets as we'll be asking you for your opinions again. Thank you for listening and over to Sammy. So this week, the Research and Innovation Services team at Cardiff Met are offering two sessions to students. There's a uh, Cardiff School of Sports and Health Sciences seminar on promoting physical activity in the current climate. Uh, that's run by Professor Diane Crone and Jack Walklett. Uh, that'll be 1pm to 3pm, Wednesday the 4th of November. Uh, and the other session, uh, more specifically for PhD students, is working effectively with your supervisors and your supervisory team. That will be 2pm to 3pm on Wednesday the 4th of November. Okay, guys, so we've reached the end of today's episode of PhD in a Pandemic. We hope that we've been informative and tried to cover lots of different experiences. And remember, keep going. The end will, will come eventually. So uh, what we've tried showing, or hope to get across these episodes, that although everyone's got their challenges, they're different, there are benefits to it. They might be hard to find and difficult to come across, but they're there. They'll come across.
Thank you for listening. Stay safe. Keep washing your hands. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week.